Luke 17 and 28, if you will. And then we're going to go to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. I'll be visiting um, other scriptures, but these are the two that I kind of started out with. So these are the two that we're going to start with. Acts 17, 28. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. While, you, while they're turning to the scripture, I just want to thank God for, you know, the opportunity just to stand before his people tonight. I just want to give him praise and honor and glory for that because, hallelujah, if it was left up to me, you know, I wouldn't be here. But it's not up to me. It's up to God. And so I do what God says. Amen. And that, that's how we live. That's how we remain living in him. That's how we remain in his presence, by being obedient to him and doing what he says that we should do. Amen. Amen. And I just want to thank, you know, our apostle. Everybody. Thank you. Hallelujah. Just want to thank him for all the word that he's poured into us, um, the truth, the word of God, and we know that that word came from straight from the throne room of heaven. So we just thank God for him and also for Pastor Tiffany. Hallelujah. We praise God for her also. Hallelujah. And everybody else, all the elders and ministers, the ones in training, the ones that are here, we just give God glory and honor for them also. And then I also give honor to my husband, um, Elder Kenneth Johnson. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I just thank God for him more and more every day um, because he is a man of God, and he's a man of his word. Hallelujah. And what you see here is what he is like at home, and I thank God for that because, you know, sometimes people not like that. But he is all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time, all the time. Okay. <laughs> So let's look at Acts 17 and 28. Um, it says, for in him we live and move and have our being. And certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Hallelujah. We, we just want to stay on that particular verse, that first part, for in him we live and move and have our being. And if you look at, uh, at the bottom, it says we are also his offspring. Hallelujah. So we're his offspring. We're his sons and we are his daughters. And therefore, we live and move and have our being because we are his offspring. And let's go to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. We're going to read that scripture for your hearing. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female create, created he them. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, 
and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And if you notice, he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, have dominion. And that's us. That's here at Glorious Remnant Revival Community. Amen. You may be seated. And I know God's word is already blessed, always been blessed always will be blessed you know we there's nothing we can we can take from it nothing we can add to it because it's the word of God the only truth that there really is there is no other truth there is none we can say we hear people say well you know that's the truth when you're telling them something but guess what that's really not the truth if it's not in the word it's that's that's where the real truth is I remember <laughs> you know you you um, teach kids in school about facts an opinion and you're telling them you know what the truth really is but in a sense when we t talk about the fact we tell them well it's the truth it's something that that happens but you know what a lot of things happens that that's not the truth a lot of things happen that's not the truth you know you think about it you know you may have a wayward child guess what that's not the truth Amen. that's not the truth you know, we have to reclaim the identity that was given to our children. They're not wayward. But people will say that's the truth. You know, so people say truth to, truth to a lot of things. You know, um, oh, I, you know, we got a divorce because she didn't or he didn't or whatever. And that's the truth. You know, but that is not the truth. Because the truth of the word of God always says that we are one. We are one when he puts us together. We are one. And one and one in Christ can't be separated. You can't unmix what God has put together. So, you know, that's where the truth is. That's exactly where the truth is. And a lot of people, even with paying bills and those kinds of things, you know, people um, mix the truth. You know, they say, well, you know, um, well, God knows, you know, I don't have enough money to pay my tithes or give an offering, you know, but God knows. And he, and, and you know, and that's the truth, you know, because he knows. Well, yeah, he does know. And you know what he knows? That you're a thief. Okay? That, now, that's the truth. Okay? So the word of God is the truth. Everything that we read in the word, that's where the truth comes from. And we know that when spirit and truth meets together, there's transformation. So we know that here at Glorious Remnant Revival Community, and, you know, even as we were in um, praise and worship, you know, I was thinking, you know, wow, those people, they've been smoking. You know, we learned about that on, um, on Sunday <laughs> Evening. Wow, they really have been smoking. So all of you, all of you, all of you, we have to have we we have to be smoking. We have to make sure that we're sending up that smoke, that praise, that holy, holy, holy are you God, because there's none like you, God. That love on God, you know, that just wanna you just wanna wrap your arms around them and tell them just how much you feel, you know, how much you love them and what you feel about them. So that's what that um what that smoking is all about. Now we think of um glorious remnant revival community. If you look at that word community, it says singleness oneness and likeness okay so when we have singleness oneness and likeness that means that we speak the same language okay and that means that we have raised up a culture 
you know, our community is a culture, and it's a culture of faith. It's a culture of, of lifestyle. It's a culture of the kingdom. Now, you know, a lot of times the language that the word has been preached across this pulpit, there's that language that God has given us. And, you know, language is so important. You even think about when um, Peter, when he had denied Jesus, even a girl told him, she said, I know you were with him. Your speech give you away. My God, you know your speech gives you away. So if you've been if you've been praising God, okay, and if you've been hearing the word here, then your speech should give you away. Your speech should give you away. People should be saying about us that, oh, y'all must be kingdom people. You know, I can tell by the way you talk. Okay, people should be saying that. People should say, by the way, hmm, do you go to that glorious remnant? Yeah, we should do. So people should know us by our talk, by our language. And as I said before, Apostle has given us that language across this pulpit, that language that has come straight from the throne room of heaven, that kingdom message. And you know what? When our brothers and sisters start saying things that come against what we believe and what has been come across this pulpit, you know, when our brothers and sisters begin to talk, maybe we need to tell them, me no understand. Okay, that's why, and maybe that, maybe we should practice that, you know, okay, and when we, and when we say, me don't understand, because you know, that's not what we've been being taught, that's not what we have eaten in this place, so me don't understand, and maybe they'll get the message, oh yeah, you know, they'll get the message, okay, they don't understand, because I'm not speaking the language of the house, I'm not speaking the, speaking the language that has come across the pulpit, and as our pastor Tiffany so eloquently put it um, on Sunday, she said, we must grow up. She said, maturation into manifestation. Oh, somebody was listening. Somebody got the language. All right. So, and she said, are you grown enough to say that? Are you grown enough to say that? We must recognize, as we said, that we are sons now. We are free now, and we have to take stock in what's coming out of our mouth and also what's in our heart. I know I have. You know, you really have to. A lot of times people walk around and they say this, they're saying the language, but when you look behind it, something different is in their heart. And we know that there's nothing wrong with saying that because you got to speak those things that be not as though they were. You got to speak yourself into that place. But that's something that we just have to know as people of God, as kingdom-minded people, as kingdom-speaking people, that that's what we should do. We have to take stock of what's in our hearts, what's in our mind, what's on our mouth, because we all have obstacles in our life. But are we looking at the obstacles or are we looking at the, the one who overcame all those obstacles for us? That's the, that's the perfect part of it. We have to look at the one who has overcome those obstacles. And, you know, we must really be careful what we look at. Really be careful of what we look at. In Matthew 6, it says that the hour is the lamp of the body. Okay, but it says if the eye be healthy, guess what? So, you know, the body is healthy and we're full of light, right? It says if the eye is bad, it didn't just say a little bit of you is bad. It says your whole body will be full of darkness. So if we keep looking at obstacles, 
then we're looking at the enemy. Okay? And the more we look at the enemy, we begin to see the enemy. That's what we see. Amen. We look at it, we see it, and guess what? Sometimes we see it in us. Yes, uh-huh. Sometimes we see it in us. So we need to take another look. We need to look at the one who is overcome. We need to look towards him, and then we know that when we look at him, we begin to look like him. We begin to appear. We, we look at the light, the light that is God, and then we'll be as he is. I know I put it and I made it up in my mind that that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, look at Jesus through any obstacle because I know that he is the one that's gone, that has already overcome. I don't have to overcome it. I do not have to overcome anything. I am an overcomer because he was the overcomer, okay? I am the heal because he is the one that did the healing, okay? We are what he says we are, and that's what we have to do. Now, I'm going to just as always, you know, we're going to expound on a lot of things that you maybe, you know, heard before, might see it from another perspective, might help somebody to see it in a better light. Um, and a lot of people may say, well, you know, oh, it don't take all of that. Okay. Be like my daughter. Why I got to eat that all the time? You know, because that's what you got. Okay. So when the, <laughs> so when the word comes across the pulpit, we're not asking why are we eating this again. It's because have, I need to take a look at my life and see if my lifestyle has matched up to that. Amen. Amen. And, you know, my daughter, you know, she always used to say, well, we have chicken all the time. Chicken must be cheap. I was like, she didn't realize that's how her mama could cook other than stew beef or steak. But, hey, <laughs> eat it, girl. So I'm saying to you, eat it. Eat the word. Eat the word. It's good for you. I mean, it brings life. It gives you life. So eat it. Eat it again. Eat it again. Eat it again, eat it again, until you see yourself just like what the word says. Until you see your lifestyle change into what, what your lifestyle should be. So that's why I'm here tonight, just to feed you again. Feed you again. Amen. Amen. And I, and I believe that, you know, um, just as Apostle said, if you in Luke 19... Well, 9 and 16, if you will pull that up, Luke 9 and 16. Um, and that's where, you know, Apostle taught us, that is where the scripture basis behind this comes from, okay? That's Luke 9 and 16. It says, then he took, and you know they're talking about Jesus. He took it. He took, this was when he took the five loaves and the two um, fish, and that, that was the miracle that he performed. But it says that, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them, he broke it, and he gave it to the disciples to set before the multitude. And if you notice, Jesus did not feed the multitude. He gave it to his disciples. You are God's disciples. The apostle has given us this food, and then therefore, we're going to feed others with it. So that, that's the scriptural basis behind that. So Jesus shows us through this portion of scripture just how true apostolic apostolic fathering works he is our apostle and high priest 
The word says that in Hebrews 3 and 1. He is our apostle and high priest. And he breaks the loaves and the two fish, and he gives it to the disciples, and they said it before the people. So our apostle has broken this bread in this household, and he has given it to us, so therefore we're going to feed it to those who we come across. We're going to feed it. We're going to eat it ourselves first. We got to eat it ourselves first, and then we're going to feed it to others so that we, so that they can see the life in this. Amen. Amen. And this is kingdom word. This is just a word of faith that's been given. Um, a little story that helps to bring this in, um, in um, better in your mind is help you see a better picture. Is um, on last week I was out of town for about three days, and it was 3 a.m. in the morning, you know. And I'm in the hotel room. I'm all under the covers, nestled so, and just in the deepest rim of sleep. You know, it's 3 a.m. I'm asleep. And I kept telling myself, you ever talk to yourself when you're dreaming? I don't know. It, maybe it's just me. I'm just weird like that. It seems like I was telling myself, you're not dreaming. Wake up. You know. So I finally, I woke up. And then I realized, oh, yeah, I'm not dreaming. All I can hear is, this is a fire alarm. Please exit the building. Use the stairs. Elevators do not work during fire alarms. Over and over and over again, the lights were flashing, too, in the room. And, you know, so I just jumped up, make a long story short, got out. We all in the parking lot in our pajamas or whatever, went to bed in that night. And then this police officer comes, and this police officer says, um, I want you all to move as far back in the parking lot as you can. And we know that he was the man in charge because there were many of them all over the place. And so we all moved back. And then a few minutes later, he came back and he said, I want you all to walk over there to that hotel right there to that parking lot. And we like, what? So what? You know, he gave the order. So, so we went ahead and walked. And as we walked, we walked by groups of people because there were hundreds of people there. We walked by them. And the people kept telling them, well, you know, police officers said, move to the next hotel across from this one and stay in that parking lot until time to come. You know what those people I heard them saying? He didn't tell us. Now, we were giving them something that was going to save their lives. We didn't know if somebody was bombing the place. They just had the shooting in Texas. We didn't know what was going on. But you're going to sit there and say, well, he didn't tell us. He told us to come right here. So, you know, in my mind, I'm saying, I'm going. Y'all stay there if you want. But anyway, um, you know, that, that's how we do sometimes. You think about it. Think about that. You know, people give us word, and we know it's word, but because... You didn't hear the apostle said it, but he said it. Because you didn't hear Pastor Tiffany say it, but she said it. And we're delivering it unto you. And guess what you're saying? I ain't heard them say it. That's right. They ain't said that. So, you know, we just keep going. And something that, and that word, that word that is being released that can actually save your life, that word that actually does save your life, that word that actually makes us alive in him. We were talking about living in him. That's what that word does. That word, it brings, yes, it makes us alive. And as we, you know, and as we go through that, go through those times when someone is telling us that, and we know that it's something in the word, you know, we should take heed to it. Take heed to it. Even if we said, because we told them the cops said, 
you know, even we said that. It didn't matter. We ain't moving. Okay, well, I'm glad the building didn't blow up. Everything turned out fine, but, you know, it was, you know, it was a moment. But, you know, and that, that made me thought about, you know, how we are, how we are, are sometimes. Um, so, um, like I said, tonight, that's what I'm doing. I'm just breaking down, just giving you the word, expounding on what has already been broken, what has been given to us so that we can feed others, so we can eat it over and over and over again because we know that repetition, repetition, repetition is something that is very important in all things, especially when we learn a new word, especially when it's a word that's deep and profound. You know, sometimes it, it flies across your head, you know, when it's, it's given out. But then when we begin to, to chew on it and eat on it and, and everything and talk about it, then it becomes alive to us. It, we, we know exactly what was meant by it. Because remember, we are Glorious Remnant Revival Community. That's our name. That's a name that God has given us. And that name means that we are glorious. Okay? We are glorious. Revival is in us. You know, we are his little remnant of people, you know, that he has, that he has placed on this earth. Not just us. We know that there are some others too. But in this place, we are the remnant of people that God has placed on this earth to reach out, to release kingdom. Because we know that we can't reach for it, but we can release it because it's inside of us. So we have to make sure that we do that. And if you, uh, if you think about what Acts said, if you look at it, it says that in him we live. In him we live. Even the um, praise team was talking, was um, singing earlier about living in Christ. You know, living in His presence. So when because we live in Him, that makes us a live culture. A live culture. A live culture. That 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 means that we're not dead. We're alive. We because we live in Him. So. Live in a lifestyle of the word taught. We're living the lifestyle of faith. That's what we're doing. A lifestyle of peace. Remember that God is, um, he is peace. And he is inside of us. So peace, he said, I give to you. He gave us himself. Because he is peace. Peace is a man. We know that. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And he's in us and he's around us. And then he's made us free. We know that we have not been set free because when you set something free, you know, you can always go back and it can be captured again. But we just made free. That's just us. We just made free. There's no way to describe it. Just, just made. You know, you look at you look at me, you look at free. You know, and that's what we tell ourselves when we look at each other. We look at free. And then that, that, that faith talk that we talk about, even joy, he said that, that your joy may be full. He wants our joy to be full because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's how we go through. That's how we can not look at those obstacles in front of us. That's why we can not look at all those things that are, that are around us on a job or in our homes or, or, or those things, that turmoil that is inside of us. We, can, we don't even have to look at that because he said that our joy may be full so that we can look at Jesus so that our joy can be full. And even holiness, you think about it. There's nobody holy. 
nobody holier than God. God, he is holy. You know, we, he is holy, but guess what he said? You know what he said? Be ye holy as I am holy. He has given us the ability to be holy like he is. So that's something that, you know, that's a lifestyle that we can have, a lifestyle of holiness, a lifestyle of righteousness, because he said that he also has imputed righteousness into us. You know, it's not our righteousness, it's his. All of the things that we have is because of God. All of the things that we can receive is because we live in him, because we have him inside of us, living and breathing on the inside of us. Amen. And that's our lifestyle. G-R-R-C. That's life. That's life. And we are alive. We are alive. We are a live culture. Hallelujah. And anybody know anything about live cultures? Think about it. Think about live cultures. You know, I've been eating a lot of yogurt lately. Not that I love it, but just been eating it. Thank you. Um, Pastor Tiffany, <laughs> been eating a lot of yogurt lately, and you know, yogurt, that's where live cultures are. It has live cultures in it. Cultures are active, and if we are a live culture, then we must be active. Cultures are a living microorganism. So we are living, we are alive in Christ. And you know those living organisms, those active cultures, that's what converts just plain milk into yogurt. Think about it. Think about it. We don't see it, but it converts. That's us. That's us. Live cultures. Well, we can convert. We can convert. Think about it. Think about it. We can. We can do that. Because, you know, live cultures, too, it says that um, in our body we have bad bacteria. We have good bacteria. And those live cultures, you know what they do? They, they make those bad bacteria just move to the side and give you a living, living, living thing inside of you, helping your body to be healthy. So that's what we are. We are to help the body of Christ to be healthy. Live cultures make things healthy. Even though you think about it, the culture of this world, there's good, there's bad. But guess what? We as a live culture, we can step into the culture of this world and we can bring it to life. We can convert. Amen. We can convert. And one thing about live cultures, too, it says that live cultures keep that bacteria from, from um, that bad bacteria from going into the gut. Mm. My, my, my. Keeps it from going into the gut. It stops that bad or undesirable bacteria from overgrowing in the gut. And one thing about the gut, I realized, I looked that up, it says that the gut begins in your mouth. So, so, that gut, beginning in our mouth, begins in our mouth. Let's begin to speak that word that we've learned. Let's begin to speak over ourselves and speak over our communities and speak over our children and speak over our own lives and speak over other people's lives because we can actually, through our mouth, 
keep that undesirable bacteria from overgrowing. My God, my God. I was like, and that's who we are, GRRC. That's who we are. That's who all kingdom preaching people are. Live cultures. My God. My God. I tell you, yes, identity. Even our presence. Even our presence can keep the culture from that over, um, that bad bacteria from overtaking us. And what we say, even our presence can keep the current, the current culture from overtaking others because that's what it's all about. It's not just about us. It's about everyone that we know that God has set in, in our range, in our fear of it influence. It's all about that. So we have to be like that live culture. We have to permeate the current culture. Okay? We have to release the kingdom culture into it. Releasing that good bacteria and therefore, guess what? Forfeiting the effects of the bad. That's what we're here for. If we are alive in him, we are now that live culture. We don't have to say anything sometimes. Guess what? We just walk in the room. We heard that because we're releasing heaven. We're releasing what's inside of us. His peace is inside of us. His joy is inside of us. You know, um, a righteousness is inside of us and holiness is inside of us. We can release heaven from the inside of us, even like we said, without even saying a thing. Without people who have bad marriages can can have now have good marriages. Um, people who are not saved now can be saved. People who need to be delivered now can be delivered because we are the live culture. We are the people that are releasing these things into their lives. We, but we are bringing life. We're bringing life to them. And then people begin to see life because we are like those live cultures in that yogurt. That's how we are because we're in him. We're in him. Even in John 14, 19, it says, I'm going to read it for you. It says, yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, you shall live also. Then he goes on to say, the 20th verse, at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father. And ye in me. And I in you, you know, um, you know it, it, we, t we take that scripture so lightly. We really do. That's a powerful scripture. And we say it so nonchalantly. So, you know, we are surrounded by our Father in Jesus. So we are alive. And maybe, you know, I have a little demonstration, and this might make, it, make, make that scripture hit you like it really hit me, even like it, it's hit me now. You know, it, it's, it's something. You know, if I can have somebody come up for me and hold something for me. Okay. Jesus said, that's the Father. And Jesus said, I am in the Father. Slide him in there. Put Jesus in the Father. There you go. Put Jesus in the Father. But then he says, you are in me. 
that's us going in there. But then he also said, no, he didn't stop there, y'all. He didn't stop there. We in him, but guess what? He's in us. Look at it. Look at it. That's what people should see. That's what people see. The image of God. That's what people see. People see Jesus. You don't see us. And guess what? Even around here, you can't see us, but you can see the Father all around. The Father all around Jesus. We're truly surrounded by him. We're in him. He, he is in us. That is, uh, that was just powerful to me. I mean, that's, that was just powerful to me just to see it like that. And, I, and like I said, I think that we just take that so for granted. Just look, Jesus. We present Jesus unto you because he's in us and we're in him. Amen. And he's in the Father. And that's all people see, the Father and Jesus, if we're in him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So I say to you, GRRC, we must embrace that we are the leaven of the kingdom. And think about it. What is leaven? Yeast. And guess what yeast is? A live culture. <laughs> All right. Woo! We can go out and we can win people. Hallelujah. We can bring people's lives back to its, the state that it should have been from the beginning. Amen. That's where we can reclaim our own identity because we, because of that yeast, that live culture. And it says here, I was looking up leaven. It says leaven is a pervasive influence that modifies something or transform it for the better. My God. Leaven. Say it modifies something or it transform it for the better. Remember when spirit and truth come together. People are transformed. You are transformed. It says that leaven is pervasive and you know what that word pervasive means? That word pervasive it means prevalent penetrating, spreading widely. That's us. We're prevalent. We're penetrating. We're spreading widely because we are the leaven of the kingdom. We are that live culture that's in that yeast. And you know, um, we are not those people, you, or we should not be those people, who hear the word and it's planted on stony ground. Remember that where Jesus taught? He says that when it's on stony ground, he says that it comes up quickly, but as soon as the sun comes out, the S-U-N sun comes out with all this heat. Y'all been knowing, noticing all that heat, you know, in the last couple of days. Guess what? As soon as the heat comes out, we fold. You know, we, we should not be those kind of people because we're living, we're live. You know, but, but there's a place, you know, we fold. And one thing I we always say here, too, is you don't just hear the word and say, ooh, that was good word, amen, and preach it, and we do all of that. And then as soon as we get home on our job, my goodness gracious, and trouble hits that heat starts, 
acting up. Mm. That sun kills that plant, kills that seed. But that's only because we haven't grown up yet, okay? The sun came up and the heat got to it and, and killed the word that was, in, that was preached inside of us. But we're kingdom people, okay? We're live cultures. So what we want is to make sure that the word that is preached, that's our lifestyle. So when the heat comes up, the S-U-N doesn't rise, but the S-O-N rises, okay? That the S-O-N rises and the sun, the sun of the living God rises up on the inside of him because remember, he's in us and we're in him. And remember that through us, people see life. That's how they see life. They see life when they see a live culture of people. And as we say, we're not uh, reaching for heaven up here. We said we released heaven. So we set the temperature. We set the temperature. Just like those thermostats on each one of those walls right there. If I was to flip it to 65, guess what? That unit is going to work and work and work and work and work until it gets this atmosphere changed to 65. Okay? So we set the temperature. That means that we're going to work and work and work and work. We're going we're gonna to work in Christ, you know, not bodily work, not what we have to do, but through Christ because he's in us until we set the atmosphere wherever we are, okay? Because we are that live culture. We preach, we preach the kingdom here. We shift the atmosphere here, and that's what we really want. We want to shift the atmosphere wherever we go, wherever we are. We don't want to join in the conversations, you know, um, when you're going out and you're listening to people talk, you know, it's always something bad. This happened, that happened, you know, and you could easily get caught up in that conversation. Right. But we've got to remember we're live culture. We have to shift that atmosphere, okay? Even on our jobs, even in our homes, because, you know, you may be the one, I may be the one that says something that's not what we've been hearing across the pulpit. But then that if we're sisters and brothers, then we need to make sure that we say, me no understand. Okay? <laughs> Remember that. Um, because, you know, that's something that I've been, you know, that um, Elder Johnson and I have been practicing in our own household. You know, that's something that we have been practicing. Oh, no. Mm -mm. That's not what we've been taught. <laughs> you know, and you know, and we begin to shift the atmosphere back to where it should be. And that's what we should do. Because we are alive. And the reason why we are alive and how we become the live culture is because of Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Because God said in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, 28 that he's going to make us into his image and into his likeness. And if you can, oh, thank you. Y'all so quick up there. My goodness gracious, A+. Plus. Genesis 1 and 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the, the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, pay attention to the wording. And that wording, he said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man. Make man. 
just like we were made free, they'll make man in their image and likeness. So therefore, we know that we have to reclaim that identity because if we were made in his image and in his likeness and we're not in his image and in likeness, then we have to reclaim that identity that was stolen from us. We've heard so a lot about stolen identity. You know, people use people's social security numbers, names, and in order to get things. But we're in Christ, okay? So we can use his name. Yeah, we can steal his identity. He don't care. He don't mind. He wants us to be in his identity. He wants us to um, reclaim our identity. But it goes on in verse, in verse 28. It says that we must be fruitful and multiply. Okay? Now, he made us in his image. He replicated us to be like him, like the father. We have his resemblance. We can now have dominion. Um, and even in 1 John 3 and 2, we learned about that. We should be like him, you know, when we see him. But if you look at it, it says, first he made, it, made them into his image and his likeness, right? Then he says, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. And of course, thank you. And of course, when we um, look at it, you know, we jokingly say that the married couples all the time, they have a lot of babies. We say, oh, y'all being fruitful and multiplying. But you know, that, that goes for us as well, you know. Uh, individually that goes to us God wants each individual person because we're made in his image and his likeness he wants each individual person to be fruitful and to multi multiply okay and God prunes us because so we can bear much fruit that's why he prunes us you know and one thing about pruning I read about pruning I'm going to read you something it says it says this is a necessary chore that improves sunlight penetration and increases air movement through the tree it develops the structure of the tree so it can support the crop load so you think of, think about us in the spirit realm how that relates to us Damaged limbs are susceptible to disease and insect infestations that could further damage the tree, so they're pruned off, okay? So you think about all of us here and how that can be for us because he's, he's doing that so we can uphold the crop load. We can upload the people that are coming, that the people that we come in contact with, the people that we talk to. He's doing that pruning for us. And it's because he wants us to have um, air movement. And you think about air movement, we're talking about Holy Spirit. You know, we want Holy Spirit to be able to freely move through us and freely just operate within us so we can do what God has called us to do. And that's just what, what God has given us. And you think about what God gives us, we can share with others. And like I said, we're not here just for ourselves. We're here for other people as well. Of course, you know, we can drop a seed right here in Darlington, and guess what? Someone comes along and take it all the way to another country. You were fruitful, of course, okay? And some fruit, if you think about it, some fruit, there are some fruit that don't have seeds. You know, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I want to be more like the fruit that has seeds. <laughs> I want to be more like that. Um, it says that an uh, apple has like five different little pockets in it. And depending on how strong the apple is, de it depends on how many seeds are in that pocket. So the, each, the number of seeds in each pocket is determined by the vigor and health of that plant. So we're the tree. We're the plant. 
planted by the river, living waters. So just think about your condition in Christ. How much have you appeared? How much has your appearance that you have can determine the amount of seeds you can grow, can determine how many people you can reach, okay? And can determine if you're giving out healthy seed or not. But, you know, there's all kind of seeds. You know, um, seed, um, some plants have small amounts of seeds. But, you know, a watermelon plant, I think it said that it has anywhere from 200 to 800 seeds in it. That's a lot of seed. And I think, you know, that's something that maybe, you know, we could become like that watermelon in the kingdom. Stowing those seeds everywhere. But once it says that, we'll go back to this, it says once we are replicated, once we are in him, once we appear, we can be fruitful. That means that we can have production. That's where the live come in also. If we're live, anything live can produce. So we can have production. We can multiply, it says. That's increase in number. That's expansion. We can replenish. That's to fill or refill and also, also to restore to the former level or condition. Remember heaven on earth? Okay. We can restore our identity because we are now being replicated in Christ. And then we can subdue. We can overcome. We can overcome obstacles just as we were speaking in the beginning. And then we have dominion. We have supreme power. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that is what God has given us. So because we, because we are that live culture, we have that dominion. We have dominion in Christ. That's government. That's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now, you know, that's basically all that I have to tell you. But before I go, I just want you to think about this. Uh, one question I want you to think about. Are we settling? Are we settling for less? Christ said that he give us abundant life. Are we settling? You know, think about that. Because if we want to be that live culture, we can't settle. We got to go out and we got to produce. We got to replenish. We got to subdue. We got to have dominion. We got to multiply. And, you know, it brings me back to, you know, even when in my college days, many, 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 many years ago, um, I had a professor who actually said, Okay, if you get, you can get an A if you this, do this amount of work. You can get a B if you do this amount of work. You can get a C if you do this amount of work. And he didn't give anything less than a C. Now, there were people in the classroom choosing C's. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with y'all? Shoot, I'm going for the A. I don't care if I don't get it. I'm going to land somewhere close to it. I'm not going to settle for a C. So that brings me back to, you know, us in the kingdom of God. Are we settling for things? And sometimes you can, you can take, take that perspective over your life and think about it. Am I settling? Because remember the demonstration. They should see Christ in us. They should see Christ, not us. We are a live culture. We're productive. Amen. So we want to spread all around. We want to make sure that everyone that God places in our path, here's the word of the kingdom. Here's the good word. Here's the gospel. Amen. Amen. Amen.